Have you been bored at home? Do you feel like there's nothing to do? Is isolation getting you down? Well, good news. There's a new episode of 502 Radio to help you out. Before we get to that, though, thank you if you've already ordered a copy of Issue 2. That means a lot, especially in these crazy times. And if you haven't ordered and want something to read, then please feel free to pick up a copy. Link's in the Instagram bio. Hope you're staying safe and staying great. For now, though, we'll go to the latest episode of 502 Radio, featuring Hot Potato News. Hot Potato is a fantastic publication. It's a newspaper format that takes a hot issue of the day and approaches it in a really approachable way. It's got beautiful visuals on the one side, and then on the other side of the spread, literally, there's a really good, easy-to-understand interview or editorial about whatever the hot potato issue is. So it could be Trump, it could be Brexit, and it could be anything that you kind of find to be a bit of a head-scratcher. Interestingly, they brief the teams differently, so the people making the visuals and the people doing the write-up or the article won't ever see the work until it's all printed together. So you get it from two different angles and this, like, happy marriage. It's not quite an accident, but I would call it maybe serendipity. Anyway, let's get into this episode. Um, It's one I'm really excited to share with you guys. Radio 502 Questa è Radio 502 First off, if you guys could just introduce yourself and say what you do and your names, that would be terrific um, Hello, my name is Nisha O'Keefe I'm the editor-in-chief of Hot Potato magazine slash newspaper Hello, I'm Sophie Gladstone I am photo editor at Hot Potato newspaper I'm also assistant photography editor at Wallpaper and I shoot my own stuff too as a photographer Oh, nice, nice And, okay, so... The first part is, I sent you the questions, but the first part is the sort of fun, relaxed, chill part. And then we get into the more serious stuff afterwards. So um, first off, what's a hot potato starter pack mean? And do you know what that is? Did you yeah, check it out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, that's a really good idea. <laughs> um, we thought WhatsApp wanna... was one of them. Yeah. Everything is planned over WhatsApp. We live on voice notes, essentially. Yeah, I literally sent Sophie a voice note today saying yes. Guess that much, yeah. <laughs> Just yes, that was it. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess it's partially because like, when we're talking so much over WhatsApp, like our texts just become absolutely like they're just full of typos. We started to speak in a kind of typo language where just nothing makes sense. Yeah, you know, you're just <laughs> trying to kind of communicate all these crazy ideas that are coming to your head. And, and then well, we just can't control ourselves or contain ourselves and it's just... <laughs> yeah okay okay so that's that's one and then you've also got three more images okay i guess i might have to say zero budget <laughs> no money whatsoever it <laughs> <laughs> like could be like an account balance where it's just like no 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 yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what were the other two i can relate well, one to of the that, other ones yeah. i think one of them should probably be oven chips they've been a oh, snack that really keeps us going yeah yeah and do you guys like sit down together to do a lot of the work. Yeah, we really try to because it's like there's only so much that can be communicated over our typos and windy voice note messages where we're just like walking somewhere and it's like, ah, that's the idea. What do you do? I don't know. Yeah, I'm really hungry. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah we, try to, we try to dedicate like one full day as often as possible. It works out. Like most weeks we try and get at least like a full morning 
or we'll meet in the evening and go through stuff. Yeah, and then we will sit down together and actually the both of us will look through our WhatsApp messages or Instagram messages and we'll look through and search like all those times that we've shared ideas and try to like pin them down then, get it all done. It's all about communication and emailing and making it like real, making it really happen. Yeah, we're terrified of losing those ideas where we've come up with them in a strange moment. Like we end up having to go back and just think like, how do we, I wish there was like a lost property that we could call of like everything we <laughs> forgot that was important <laughs> in that way. That's quite funny. And then you guys like randomly message each other like, oh my God, we should talk to this person about this. Yeah. That kind yeah. of thing. Or like, oh God, it just sometimes gets, it goes on and on and on. But it could be like, oh, we just talked thought of this. Then should be, we should also do this. And then, oh my God, we should do this for the next launch. And then we talk about hot potato issue 2012. And like, mm. it just goes on and on and on. And then we have to try and remember, like, you know, we have a certain amount of pages to fill. Obviously now we're starting to make videos and do lots of other, you know, find other ways to express our creativity. Um, but yeah, we need to kind of pound it in sometimes. Fair enough. So, and then oven chips slash wedges are the fuel that makes <laughs> it's what I It's what I, yeah. whenever Sophie comes over yeah. to my place to work, it's what I feed her. Yeah. I just put them in front of have them ready, and then she comes in. Uh, yeah. Do you works. have, like, are you guys at the point where you're, like, connoisseurs? And, like, you could be like, oh, you don't want to buy this brand or this, whatever, or is it just, like, oven chips or oven chips? No, I, I actually, I find it weird admitting this, but I only like um, McCain's spiced wedges. They are the best, yeah. Um, I've just become really addicted to them. I'm quite a healthy eater. I'm also lactose intolerant, so I can barely eat anything, really. But I just, I just love, I just only eat those ones. I don't mm-hmm. like, you know, Marks and Spencer's. Anything fancy, it's just, yeah. sometimes like, you don't want to mess with like a Greg sausage roll or whatever, do you? You just want what's right. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's it. Okay. Yeah, that's fair enough. And then, so you've got one more, one more image. We did have another one. It was, how many minute goes, I guess, with the zero budget thing. It's zero time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we're just like, it's, we really have to like check ourselves about like have we got slightly too many ideas for what we can get done in the time because all all of like these ideas require a huge amount of actual like logistics and planning and it is often a lot more fun to just think of the insane things we can do rather than actually checking in with that photographer and like do you want to do this or if we just like run away in our head (laughs) and thought that this person can work with this person and that would be so exciting to bring those people together so we have to actually like rein ourselves back I can kind of relate to that as well. And you're there, like, you know that meme where it's the guy from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and he's like, looks like a bit wild eyed and crazy, and he's drawn all the lines everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. a bit like yeah. that. Yeah. And then yeah. you kind of like, and you haven't even asked, talked to the person you want to approach exactly. yeah. or more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we do that all the time. Yeah. But actually, mm. weirdly, with Hot Potato, like, it is, I have to say, it's going really well. And often those dreamy kind of thoughts do come true. It's weird. But I guess. You know, it's nice to have just let your like let your imagination run wild and yeah. try and it's the goal then and then you just have to take a certain amount of steps. I think I've lost some like fear because of that since working with you because you think so far ahead. Yeah. That um it's given me the kind of confidence to think, yeah, of course we can make that happen. And it does normally work out. So it's been a really kind of like been great in that way. Yeah, it's been great working with Sophie, like when she came along, when she I don't know, Hot Potato chose her, she chose Hot Potato, yeah. something happened. But it's been great because I think I did need someone in my life. I mean, initially it was my mum <laughs> who took kind of the brunt of the Hot Potato crazy 
darkness. And then my mom, like, I noticed my mom started to, like, ignore my calls. And, <laughs> you know, every time I would, like, visit home, like, in Dublin, I would come down in the morning and she would look at me, like, she'd be like, Nisha, I haven't had a coffee yet, so just don't. And I'm like, hot potato. <laughs> and then Sophie, and then obviously my mom, like, lost interest a little bit, although she was still incredibly supportive. Um, Sophie came along and my mum was like amazing great <laughs> <laughs> oh thank god <laughs> but yeah Sophie just understood everything and she also was re- you know she I have like a lot of weird crazy ideas that normal people would be you know would be like that's not possible like you don't have enough money or time in fact you have neither of either but Sophie was always like from the beginning she was always just like yeah cool let's let's do it mm-hmm. and that's why it works so well that's mm. wicked. That's really, really nice and super sweet that you two have that kind of relationship. Like, yeah, that's it really, is, really yeah. Cool. And like, it's also, I've had sort of similar experiences where you're there like, it would be really interesting to get this person to do this. And you're there like, are they going to even read my email? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's yeah, wicked. Yeah. You're talking about planning really, really far in advance. Like, how far in advance are you talking about? Six months, a year, five years, ten years? Well... Recently, I looked way too far. Like, honestly, I I was giving a presentation in a university in Bristol a few months ago. And I was just letting my, I was just letting my, my mouth speak kind of without thinking. And I was like, you know what? Like, hot potato could be, could be a cafe. It could be, it could be a school. could be a way of, could be a way of teaching, you know? And then I started to laugh. But the course leader, he said to me afterwards, why don't you try and make that actually happen? I mean, that sounds crazy. Mm. But then we talked about it and now, so Hot Potato is now integrated into like a few different modules in universities around the UK. Oh, wow. And um, I guess like I would have thought maybe a year and a half ago, I would have been like, I would love to try to like teach the way I think about projects and, th- and creativity. I would love to be able to like teach it, like, you know, involve like other people and students and hopefully they would learn whatever. So a year and a half ago, I would have thought that could happen in 10 years or something when I'm in my mid-30s or whatever. But actually, it happened, like, immediately. And within, like, two weeks, Hot Potato was in, like, four four schools. That's crazy. Yeah. That's, like, some real... That's really refreshing to hear that you can kind of go from, like, having an idea like that to turning it around so quickly and it actually happening. I remember when you first told me about your idea for Hot Potato, I was like... <laughs> that's going to go so far. <laughs> the one thing, whenever I've seen it or heard you talk about it or thought about the idea, I'm mean, literally like, it's one of those things where I think, damn, I wish I had thought of that. It's so, but you're also, so on the nose with it. I think do you it's remember so really... when, what I did when I, when the day that I, like I was telling Sophie about it today, we were in the studio and I said, said to the group, I was like, guys, um, I'm going to be moving to Zurich in a few weeks, but I've come up with this amazing idea that I want someone else to pursue. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I said, I, I so want to start this. Yeah. I just wanted someone else to do it, just to make sure that it was done. And then I said, yeah, I want to start this newspaper. It'll be called Hot Potato. And everybody else is kind of like, oh yeah, whatever. But Seth was like, mate, that's cool. Like, that's really cool. <laughs> yeah, 100%. I had complete belief that it would work if you did it. Like, yeah. I don't know. I just really, you know, when you like have something that chimes with you and you're there, like, this is it, this is Scott. Like, yeah. Yeah, I think that's really cool. Okay, so then the next one is, um, next question is, uh, what are you guys into at the moment? And this can be anything from like 
McCain spicy wedges to <laughs> fashion show to anything. What are you fucking with? I... My, oh, go on, go on. I was going to give you an example if you needed one. No, no, we did, think, we did, but I forget. What did we say? I mean, it's kind of ridiculous for forgetting what we're interested in. We get obsessive about everything. We're quite interested at the moment about thinking about perhaps not just photographers. Like, it's great when we can find not just photographers to work with hot potato. The idea of it breaking out of that a bit more, like, you know, why don't we have a performance artist involved? Why aren't we having some, like, the weirdest food stylist in the world? Like, that kind of stuff's really exciting. You know, music and film and that kind of thing. In the same way, like, why can't hot potato be a cafe? Why can't hot potato be a thing? It's like, we just stop thinking that we can't do things. I'm quite into that, thinking that we can just get everything done, that kind of blind confidence. And I think that's easier to do for, like, a a publication than it is for your own personal practice sometimes, because hot potato is something that's slightly external to ourselves. Yeah. So we can have faith in it, in that kind of way, and that confidence Mm. in it. But I say that I'm also on a personal level, quite obsessed with watching all those plastic surgery Instagram videos. Love those for their, like, they just suck me in. I've not quite figured it out. Those and slime videos on Instagram. Slime videos? Yeah, I don't know what. It's like, they seem to, like, come up all on my suggested feed. It's those two things. And I just think they're really interesting together. So I know what the slime videos are, but what what are the plastic surgery videos? Are they, like, before and after or, Mm. like... They're mostly, like, quite non-invasive plastic surgery ones. It's, like, fillers. So that's, like, temporary temporary stuff that's being pumped into your face and makes you look a bit different. So they'll have, like, the Kylie Jenner package um, or things like that where, you know, you get your whole face done and end up looking quite different. And, yeah, I'm just really interested in how that's a little bit like people getting a fake tan, like a spray tan. Definitely vote love any kind of like transformation like that and thinking about what's wrong or right behind that fascinating because we're trying to like transform hot potato with like and the way people think about photography and current affairs so that all kind of exists in the same pocket in my head yeah Yeah, we're also i guess we're also like involving ourselves in the next issue like anytime we think about projects and we just can't think of a way where models would be like justified we think about just running into the shot ourselves or like, I don't know, dressing ourselves up as something like unrecognisable. Yeah. Just blurring the lines, you know. On a kind of weird Cindy Sherman kind of way. Kind of, but also just convenience wise. Like you don't, you know, like when you're setting up a project and you think like you need a photographer, you need a hair and makeup person, you need a creative director. Like we, we kind of, for the last issue, we had a fake hair and makeup artist that we, we credited as Jeremy Murray. Oh, also thank God, Jeremy yes, Murray. Also set design, because we basically <laughs> were bailed on by a set designer. And then we were like, God, we better, I mean, if we want to be like a normal cool magazine, we better pretend we oh had a set Oh my God, yeah. No, and it's like for 502 for the first issue in the like, you know, like the masthead we say, or the colophon you say, who's done what? Yeah. As they're like, uh, yeah, this person, this person, this person. I like, have my dad in there. and like, yeah, Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. Like, no, it really it's good. And but it's... now we know we can always rely on our alter ego, our shared alter ego of Jeremy Mary, to do the things that we didn't think we were trained or qualified to do. Yeah. It was just a turning point, actually. It was when we really just let, our, let it all go. We were like, we don't want to work in the confines of a, of a usual kind of structure that magazines usually work, work in. Yeah, and we don't have to 
why you know nobody even nobody even noticed your cares there were so many like things like that in the last issue nobody said anything about <laughs> oh really yeah oh, that's so interesting mm. I also like to take it back a little bit I thought it was really interesting the way you're talking about how because it's hot potato and not niches newspaper or whatever it is where it's not you know like with brands when it's self-titled and you see people criticize them that must hurt way more than if someone went oh I don't really like that but your brand's like some random obscure name I think that's interesting yeah it is I kind of was talking about that to a few people the other night because uh, we were just in Paris doing meetings for hot potato actually and the guys that we were having dinner with were like why don't you shout about it a bit more that you're the editor-in-chief and I was like, I'm lucky because I can just have like this kind of little private Instagram that's just for my close friends. And then I have this creative expression that can go one way or the other and like no one knows. Um, But if I want, you know, I can obviously reach out to people and tell tell them. But I don't, I don't want that. It's just nice. It's it's so freeing just to have this. It's really an extension of me. And now it's an extension of Sophie. Mm. We've started to realize that we can basically just do anything we want. And that um, kind of thing about the kind of brand identity in that way has been really interesting for the fact that for each new issue, we've had it, you know, the whole way it's designed really changes. So we aren't recognisable visually for like the way that the issue is designed in that kind of way. We're recognisable for the type of photography. And that's fantastic that that's a thread that runs throughout. But I really like that we don't have a stable logo. Yeah, we change it up. With working at Wallpaper as well, sometimes people's titles, it's quite hard to actually always tell about the amazing things they do. Because in any company, people just like wriggle around and like find their niche and do their thing. So it's the same with us. Like there's, we all end up doing a little bit of each other's jobs and sharing input like that. And I love that. Well, then I, we do have a finance director and she... Amazing. Oh, she does her job and nobody goes near her <laughs> job. No, yeah, we can't. That's why we, Anna Aylwood, we love her. She has been, yeah, she's brought a lot of like order and calm. She's beautiful and scary. <laughs> that's like, a, that's a deadly combination, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. And then, okay, so on a personal note for you each, in terms of clothing, or it could be another kind of consumable type possession. What are your grails? So for me, there's an undercover jacket and it's this Gore-Tex Parker that's got like clouds printed all over it and a little watch viewer. And that's probably like the one thing that I know I'll never be able to get, but I would love to own. Does this have to be something we don't own? or we? Uh, you, can, you can own it, yeah. That's And then there's more power to you. Okay. I mean, your amazing cow coat. I mean, yeah, I was thinking maybe I like, should say the cow coat because... For listeners. Yeah. I... <laughs> so um, that's a cow murderer. Okay. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I have this, um, a couple of years ago, I got this cowskin coat in this like weird kind of charity vintage shop in Budapest. And it has, I don't normally like clothes for that long, but it's sort of like dipped in and out of my wardrobe a little bit. My feelings about it change a lot because it's like it's I just feel like it's the coat that a really confident person wears. And it because it's such a conversational piece as well, it's like if I'm wanting to embody something, the coat's quite good for that. I mean, I have never had such a 
good conversational coat, if that makes sense. <laughs> because it's like wrapped up in it. I've got like animal rights issues and ethics and vintage and all these like different kind of interesting strands to fashion and our values at the moment. And at the same time, it's just really nice to stroke. Oh, the cow coat. Cow coat is pretty good. Um, I don't know. I guess this Christmas, my sister decided to buy me some really interesting items of clothing that she knew I wouldn't ever buy for myself, but she knew that if she bought them for herself that I'd steal them. So she decided to just go ahead and get them for me. They are things that I'd never buy, like like a f- very, very furry, big black coat. You know, like a f- hairy one. Yeah, yeah. We um, need to wear that at the same time. I'll wear the oh my God, coat. You yeah. wear that? Yeah. And then I feel like that's going to be a debut at like Parish Fashion Week, being front row, and you guys are going to turn up in that and it'll be like, damn. Yeah, and then someone will throw red yeah, potatoes on us. I would never, ever buy anything like sexy or cool, honestly, ever. And she got it for me and I was like, oh my God, maybe... Maybe I do like this. I I also bought my pair myself the same day a pair of um a pair of very beautiful sexy black boots. And again, they would be the sort of boots that I would steal from her and then I would just keep stealing them. And then she would be like, "Why don't you just get yourself something like this?" So I wore them when I went to Paris last weekend and I was like, "Oh my god. New boots." <laughs> like totally everybody was like, you know, I was strutting down the street like and I was like, I can't believe. But I love this. that transformational power of clothes like that. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, I never allowed myself to do that before. <laughs> no, it's a real kind of like when you're really doing it for yourself and the way that that item makes you feel. I just think that's a fantastic part of fashion. Yeah. I think it's really interesting that you both said that and that it's so true. Like you have that. Like for me, like I feel that a lot when I put a good outfit together. I'm like, like okay this looks good, I feel great. Or that post-haircut feel when it's gone well. I don't know, as <laughs> women, if you feel like there's a whole different apprehension around haircuts because I feel like as a guy, I get one, I just feel good afterwards, like no matter what it looks like, I'm there, like I'm really? looking better. Yeah, Do you almost get like a certainly. Oh, my hair now is like half as long as it was before Christmas, like literally. And then I go to the same guy, big up Jody, and get the same haircut every time. But I feel like for most guys, it's like they're getting a short trim. Producer Sam's probably getting a fade and he's like, just feels great afterwards or whatever. Having talked to lots of girls about haircuts, the amount of times I've had a conversation with someone, I've been like, I was crying. It was awful. They took too much <laughs> off. I said this, they did that. Like, there's a whole different ball game. But Yeah, I mean, as also as part of my my new year sexy Nisha time. I decided <laughs> sexy Nisha time. I got my hair done also the same week. You know, it was crazy. Yeah. My mum was like, whoa, <laughs> what is happening? But I did, I went and got my hair done and the, the woman was like, your hair is so long. And I was like, that's because I've never been to the hairdresser ever. Oh my God, okay. Um, and then she she did it and then I just got a bit of colour and then... um. She cut it a bit and then she blow dried it like extremely straight. And I was looking at myself in the mirror and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to, I'm going to just go straight home and wash it. And it costs like, when they say, do you want to blow dry that it, it costs you an extra like 40 euro yeah. for them to do that. Yeah, yeah. Just for her to like straighten it, which is fine. But I didn't want that. I just wanted her to literally let me go with my hair wet. <laughs> um, and I just got out of the hairdresser and 
I got into my house it was around Christmas when I was home. My mom was like, wow, you look amazing. And I was like, going straight in the shower. Yeah. It was way too straight. It was yeah, very... I think we can have that relationship with her where if somebody does it, it's actually like, you can't really even tell necessarily whether it looks good or not. But if somebody else has done it, it's sort of like, doesn't look like me. Yeah. Because I, I used to have that when I had, I used to have like, my hair was a really big thing of who I was because I had, it was bleached white and I had it, it hit just above my bum crack. It was really long and it was yeah it was insane i'd get like people thought it was a wig it was that kind of hair how is it like that and um (laughs) and then i had yeah i was like it's amazing and then i had like one blow dry and it all just like broke off which was really like quite traumatic for that and I know that it's like, oh, shit. So that's what, like, like it wasn't like a choice where you're there like I'm gonna cut it all off no like, no like really like I had one blow dry where in Italy like I'd gone there for one of my friend's birthday and like we'd gotten these blow dries to be like celebrating or whatever and like getting ready for the night out and I was like yeah I'm someone who gets blow dry and I just like showed them a picture of like the Olsen twins and I was like like that and they just made me look like a poodle but um <laughs> Yeah, just in like the month after that, it was just like something's wrong. Yeah, so then I went back to like my natural colour, but it was quite a big thing, like losing this wig like hair where it felt so special. Like, um, because yeah, a big part of my identity, and people were so like, I mean, it was the kind of hair that like people would like touch when like and be yeah. like, what's that? And it was and loads of there's loads of portraits of you online as well. Yeah, people want to take pictures. Like, it's Your weird. Like, people stopped wanting to take pictures of me so much, like, when, oh, that shit, hair, really? when I didn't have the white hair, because it was just an unusual thing. That's why. Um, but no, it's kind of like. So it's hard to look. Pictures of my hair. Yeah. Yeah, now. Nah, nah. She takes a lot of pictures of my brain. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think it's an interesting fashion conversation that I've never had been asked, especially in relation to hot potato. What? Like, what is for your. Yeah, I've never been. I've never talked about. Fashion yeah, I didn't. Loading. I was wasn't expecting this conversation to go to. But <laughs> cool, though. Lisa did. Cool, because no, like, yeah. we should oh, be talking about this stuff because you know there are clothes in the photos. Yeah, do, like unless the pictures where they're naked, which sometimes happens. Um, <laughs> so we yeah. should be speaking about it. So then, okay, in an easy lead on into like the serious questions, then I'm quite aware that there's one end of fashion is obviously like the high street. And it's obviously like some of it's really well designed and super nice. And the other end is super high end kind of avant-garde, our clothes even clothes at that point kind of thing. How does fashion feed into hot potato first? And do you see fashion as an extension of art? I think it's not a fashion magazine. It's definitely modelled off the format of a fashion magazine, you know. And we're not trying to, I think one of the most important things about hot potato is that it's not selling in products at all so we're not selling fashion we're not selling trends we're selling or at least exhibiting ideas and concepts and thoughts but fashion is important I get like when I started Hot Potato I guess I was reflecting on my time in the fashion industry because I was in luxury fashion up until quite recently and it's a reflection on that insofar as we create these photo shoots which in another publication would be to focus on the latest collections of I don't know spring summer or whatever yeah so it's important that we kind of send out a, a message but we're not selling fashion and I um, think by default of that we're not projecting any kind of insecurity 
um, like a lot, so much stuff is sold to us via making us feel less than we are. And I don't think that, you know, we've really never wanted any image in Hot Potato to be anything other than that's really interesting. That's made me think a different way. It's never wanted, we've never wanted to like take a picture of something that we think somebody should aspire to. It's not about this is like the way you do things. This is the way you should live. This is the any of that. It's like, can we help you think in a different way? Have you thought about it from this angle? That's the photography rather than aspire to this. I guess it's refreshing for photographers and stylists to work within those boundaries because at the beginning I always get like a weird face from stylists and photographers when I'm like, no, 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 you don't have to fashion is like the last thing that we're thinking about then they're just like what but then afterwards they're always really grateful and they feel very refreshed refreshed the way i've described hot potato to other people is that it's a kind of art newspaper with a kind of fashion sensibility and the format is still one page an image one page text right it is apart from the main than whatever the cover mm. story is. And then that's a little bit, a few more pages. Yeah, there's a few more images. And one, and then for people that don't know, that it would be one image and one page of text per issue. And the issue is, can be quite broad and very of the moment. So, like, how would you describe the issues that you discuss because that's always like I say to people as an explanation oh it's an art newspaper that kind of deals with the issues of the day well I think we actually just talked about this today Sophie and I because a few people have asked me in recent months like what's the theme of the next issue and I'm like okay like I think a lot of people are like Sophie had said earlier on a lot of people are used to um working towards a theme when they're commissioned they're commissioned But a hot potato is literally the same as a newspaper. So you open up a newspaper and there are different topics like Trump, like Hong Kong. And all of these topics talk about these kind of political subjects or culturally kind of relevant subjects. Um, and so when we're working on the issues, we we look at what's happening in the world at the moment. We look at what's definitely going to be happening in a few months time still. And we just, we work, we start from there. And so, you know, it's always going to have the usual, because we're based in Europe, we're always going to be touching on yeah. politics in France and Brexit, of course, in Ireland, because I'm Irish and obviously not going to ever disclude Ireland. <laughs> um, you know, New York, Trump. But then we kind of, if we have the space and if we meet the right people, we, we kind of venture to other corners of the world where um, those subjects are under under discussed here so there's no theme the only theme i i guess does run through each issue is is with the campaign team and the ad- advertisement team which work on kind of developing a tagline and a campaign that reflects what's happening in the world at the moment what's happening with especially like our generation and the creative industry and they create like a tagline that that would adhere to them do you find it can be challenging to boil down wait hold on let me back up a little bit so can you give so on the last so the last one that's out was issue two issue three is in you're kind of coming in together with ideas now right well we're actually pretty far ahead so 
obviously on the front of the issues, um, it says hot potato, the first or the second one twice yeah. a year or so. The first issue was out in November 2018. Second issue was out in September 2019, which is 11 months later, which is certainly not twice a year or so. Um, <laughs> but this time, because the, the team has grown like significantly, Sophie's working with me a lot more than she did. She has more time now to work it. Like, and um, we have a, quite a big campaign team and we've got Anna managing the finances. And Scary and beautiful Anna. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, and everybody's ready was was a lot more ready to just hit the ground running mm. this year. Or like, so I also have Georgia Graham, um, who's helping me out with the the kind of journalism part, and we're pro- we're looking to launch in June. Oh wow! So, okay, so it's gonna. But don't like hold us to that. But <laughs> <laughs> we're quite open right. about that. Sometimes yeah. things don't work out, but we we have. Everybody was so, I'm the worst person ever in the world. And before the second issue came out, Sophie and Shauna were like, Sonisha, are we ready to print? And I'm like, no, we're going to print two days before the launch. That's when we're going to print. It was terrifying. Like, so, yeah. And are you there like, lol, this is just how I do it. I was like, and you're there like, like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah, it was completely, it was like, I was like, I mean, I'm just used to being that kind of overcautious person with things. And you were like, yeah, we're fine. Like, we could get them, like, delivered to the launch. <laughs> and I was like, like, what if there's an accident on the motorway? Like, what if something happens? What, what if, if it's spreading wrong? made a mistake. Like, it was, None of that. yeah, it was, no. And it was, um, I don't know, you've got, definitely, like, taught me to live on the edge more. Oh, my God, poor Sophie. <laughs> like, and Shauna as well. And I'm, like, sending Shauna thousands of words images changes you know up until the last second she sean is very dedicated she obviously loves hot potato as well but she was just like you're killing me it does get definitely like a bit that last few weeks before the launch were i mean life kind of turned upside down in a way that was fascinating and exciting but also yeah it's like it's you know even if you super love something like you do want to tear your hair out, but you're like, you've just got to get it out. It's so important and so exciting. And then, like so that. like as soon as the second issue came out, both once we all relaxed <laughs> and we were, you know, we'd slept for a night. Sophie and Sean were both like, Misha, Google Documents, spreadsheets. Oh you know, my just God. like because all of it was done over WhatsApp, over emails, me calling, <laughs> voice notes, <laughs> like expired we transfers, expired we transfers. I'm like God. WhatsApping, uh, voice noting Shauna, being like, the photographer for the um, Syria topic is bloody blah, and she's and like a whole list of things over voice notes. And she's like, how do I spell that name? How what? And then I would make a mistake, and I'd be like, go back to that voice note. Don't listen. The Syrian photographer, no. And then <laughs> here's how his name oh is spelled. Oh, my God. I feel like you're either... The, so I feel like you and I are the kind of person that, like, live for that kind of deadline pressure, adrenaline. And, yeah. you, like, Nisha must have shaved years off your life. Oh, that God, last yeah, issue. I know. It was very funny. It's, and then I was just like, no, this is how it is. Sorry, mm. but I have no... I'm waiting for someone to send me their their written piece. Mm. I'm, like, yeah. literally waiting for things until the last second. No, it's like... Yeah, it's just like... 
it's on a knife edge at the end. Like yeah. That. That's but, quite exciting. Though. Issue three this year, hopefully in the summer. Mm-hmm. What was, so can you give people like a quick little idea about what the big topics were in issue two? So it was. Uh, we had, so we had the main issue or the main topic was Brexit. And it, obviously Brexplained is what we call it. And my friend Stephen O'Reilly uh submitted a crossword as the written piece and then we had AOC Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez for the Trump section but it was nothing to do with Trump France Syria okay so then uh, the question I wanted to ask you was do you ever feel like it's one page of text do you ever feel like oh I'd love to include this but that's just not quite the route and how do you deal with getting it onto one page well I'll give you an example um it did happen like towards the end of the last issue with the weekend supplement, this smaller kind of pullout. And that's a long story about that, but we had a lot of text in the end and Shauna, poor, poor Shauna was like, it's going to be tiny. The text is going to be tiny if you want me to fit it all in. And I was like, fit it in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not telling any of the journalists that their work hasn't gotten into this, so just fit it in. And she was like, but they're going to need a mi- like a microscope to see it. <laughs> no, they're like six point font. I don't yeah. care. <laughs> and it was tiny. It's beautiful. It's beautiful the way she did it in the end. But like, we just make it work. Like, we just put it in. We extend. We create more pages to the you know to the publication in total. It's so backwards the way we work. I shouldn't be saying that, but it is backwards. It is literally backwards. They send us what they create, and we fit it in. Yeah, that's so different to a lot of normal editorial publications where, like, you know that a story's going to be, like, three pages or you know that a story's going to be nine pages and you know to kind of commission to that. Yeah. But it's much more like, you know, we do work to one page per story, but we never actually know what's really going to come out of the shoot. <laughs> so sometimes we our shoots are very, like, there a lot of work and planning goes into them, a lot of craziness, and... It's hard just to then choose one image at the end, you know? Yeah, it's really hard. But it is, it's part of the hot potato rule. There's a rule book. Mm. Is there? Yeah, yeah. yeah we can... Where does it exist? It's one voice note that you forward to every... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely a voice note. No, it's a, we actually created the rule book as we've done this hot potato goes to schools thing. We're trying to, like, teach the way we think. Yeah, it's like a formula. We've, like, tried to break it down yeah. into a formula. Can you give me a little, like... Okay, first off, like, what does this actually look like? So it's like a couple pages, or is it like you've got I three mean, sentences and it's like do this, this, and this? No, I mean it's it would be a couple of pages if it was all written in the same place. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's no, like, I mean we we've we've put it's on a page ish, but I guess we could really make we could make a mini rule book definitely. It's like carve it into a stone or something. It's about kind of thinking outside the box, thinking outside the box again, thinking outside that box, and then just going back to the first box, and then just being more creative within within the that box. It's about thinking about things in a different way and like loosening that screw in your head. Yeah, you have to make yourself quite uncomfortable. I really, really love it when the photographers we're working with feel uncomfortable in like a good way like it's just pushing outside of their normal boundaries of what they'd shoot and then maybe they're a bit scared and maybe it's kind of like they're a bit like oh I don't know and then it's like but because they're really interested in the topic it works and they're motivated about it and then you know the images get shot and it's a really exciting way of expanding our practice and their practice together what do people say 
about the process of working with you guys if that's what it's about after they've done it we had good feedback at the launch a lot of people are grateful after just like i said with the status thing like a lot of people at the beginning i know they feel uncomfortable i know they think i'm absolutely crazy like when i try when i try to just casually drop these weird concept bombs on them and then i know they're looking at me like you know sometimes i think they say to themselves things like well my friend knows her so she mustn't be that crazy you know and then they just go along with it but then they're they're grateful they are because the view there's always such a beautiful project at the end and sometimes the image can be like really simple or sometimes it can be really complex but when the concept is there i love hearing about the process and that's what gets me most excited it's such a good feeling yeah and then what are like challenges that you face at the moment or you're there like oh if i could just fix this one thing it would be time money (laughs) (laughs) money and time yeah sophie said today to me she was like nisha you need you'd be better off living like on another planet where there's 36 hours in a day and 10 days in a week yeah i don't know just like keep taking on more stuff and it's great um because it you know it brings so much like enriching knowledge into everything we do yeah i just think whenever i talk about nisha to anyone or like what we do at hot potato it's like i always end up being like yeah she's a machine (laughs) (laughs) she's insane (laughs) i don't know how she does it but um (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I guess time, time and money are the things, but that's like, you know, I, I feel like that's not a concern that's individual to us. It's like, who doesn't feel like they don't have enough time and money? We're all feeling that. And yeah. we kind of, we all, everyone creative we know, and everyone is probably not creative as well. It's just, we just sometimes exist in this bubble about this, is, is feeling that. So we just like make it work with what we can. Apart mm. from deaf, deaf collectors not banging down my door in the middle of the night and me being arrested. <laughs> like, apart from that, we do I something don't... good for hot potato with that. Like, that would be <laughs> yeah, a good we piece. I would, I'm sure we'd turn it into something good. But apart from that, I don't think money would make us any happier. We're like living on cloud nine, honestly. Yeah. Like, it's so, it's so freeing. It's so exciting. It's like, you know, you create a magazine and you can literally just do anything and create anything. And money would not. I don't know, like, I mean, maybe I shouldn't be saying this, but money might even make the whole thing more, might yeah. just normalise it. And then... Well, we've been so inventive with having to have no budget. And, and it everybody means that has. we make sure that, like, nobody's going to work with us unless they're really excited by what we do because we can't offer them anything in that kind of way. And we always, we support them, we work so hard to support them to make it so that we can make the best thing out of, like, a zero kind of budget in that kind of way. But I think, yeah, I think when we talk about caring about money and not having about money, it's actually what we mean when we're talking about time. Yeah. Because money can buy you time. So I think yeah. it's it's kind of like that. Yeah, I totally think the kind of money that might not... Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's money. I just want to buy time with money. Yeah. I've never felt like we're unlucky or anything like that. Obviously, I've known you, Nisha, for a few years now, and I've seen this go from an idea to where you're at now. But, and you've mentioned a few different team members. Can you give us a quick rundown of like, you might have mentioned everyone already, but if there's anyone that's not missing, so you've got you two. Myself, Sophie. Shauna is a graphic designer. Got Elise Madeau, who is doing, you know, and she's Nadia, campaign. Who are doing and the campaign. Nadia is doing a campaign there. 
amazing. We've got Bridie Gilbert, who's kind of our Australia consultant. Then we have Anna Hayworth, beautiful, yeah, beautiful, crazy, scary woman. And then Georgia Green, who's my journalism pal. Thinks in such interesting ways. And then we have people who are just like really dedicated to their projects in Hot Potato and just help us along the way all the time. Like people who've done things before and I just continue to... I might like have lots of WhatsApp conversations with everybody. You know, if I need, if I think like, oh, I'd love to have a doctor for the next issue of Hot Potato, then I'll like WhatsApp someone who I know knows a doctor that we could maybe get in touch with. And lots of people are so supportive. I know that sounds very cliche to say, but I think, you know, everybody's come along on the journey. Also with you, Seth. Seth is another <laughs> person. Like when I was doing the first issue, probably launching two days after I texted you being like, do I need a barcode or some oh, sort man, of a number thing so <laughs> for my magazine? He was like, uh, yeah, mate. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, how do I get it? And how fast can I get it? And then I was emailing Australia or New Zealand for this barcode. Like, I need it right now. And they're yeah, like, yeah. it takes 48 hours to process. <laughs> I was like, no. <laughs> no. No, it doesn't. No, <laughs> not today. <laughs> Is this also a potentially good moment to talk about the fact that you nearly didn't make it to the issue too, love? Because of my passport? Yeah. It gave me a heart attack. (laughs) Because we all had tickets to go from London to Paris and all that. And I lost my passport because I had a little stopover in Dublin just before. And I had to get an emergency passport. And I was texting Sean and Sophie. And I was like, Sophie... And don't worry, I'm actually just in the passport office seeing if I can get another passport. She's like, okay, I'm going to have to go to Paris on my own with oh, your magazine. I, <laughs> I mean, it was terrifying because it, it, was, it was so funny because you were like, don't worry. Like, it's really not a problem. But I don't have a passport. <laughs> and I need you to re-forward me all of the evidence that this launch is actually happening so that I can prove to them I must travel. <laughs> like, oh, potato, it's a real thing. Nisha must be let out. So she sent me all these emails. And I... That's hilarious. That's so Because you must have been there like, oh, what have I got myself into? I mean, like, yeah, it was so freaked out. I'd never like done a launch for anything before. Like I was like, mm, just put on the hat of event planner. It's fine. Yeah. I can do it. And um was experiencing like all this fear of like, I would swing so fast between like no one is going to turn up or everybody is going to turn up and there'll be so many people and everyone will be like unsafe like above (laughs) health and safety regulations and they'll all have a terrible sweaty squash time and um yeah we had it but ended up being like the perfect it was the perfect mix yeah I was there it was really fantastic I was I I remember seeing you feeling just a heartwarming feeling it was super good should we pull the rest of that wine? Or are you just oh, yeah. yeah. Let's have some wine. I all fell down the stairs at the launch. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Thank you. That is lovely wine. You know, falling down the stairs at the launch was a good moment. It gave me such, like, a she sort of, like... Fell. I didn't even, like... Yeah, I slipped all the way down the stairs wearing these unrealistic, for life, red mules. And then had to change into some rubbery Birkenstocks afterwards. <laughs> but I was on such a like adrenaline high of excitement of the night. I was like, I'm absolutely fine. Because I just decided I would be fine. It didn't matter that there was like mm. a big chunk of skin missing out of my finger. Like, oh, it was horrid. And like, somebody ne- like said to me afterwards, they were like, you okay? You look kind of pale. And then like, they like 
there's blood on your hand. And I was like, I'm really fine. <laughs> really fine. Like, Thanks so much for coming. And then on the way home, suddenly, like after getting off the bus, I was like, I can't walk. <laughs> I was, then I woke up in the night in a lot of pain. <laughs> and I said to my boyfriend next to me, I was like, I'm not going to be able to go to Paris for the launch because I can't walk. <laughs> And it was, yeah, but then I woke up and it was fine. But it was definitely like this kind of, yeah, it was just such excitement. Mm. I fell down the stairs with excitement. (laughs) I I can see it in my head right now because I was so excited. (laughs) Just slipped down. (laughs) She just, one minute, I'm going to the toilet. (laughs) (laughs) It was horrible. It was awful. Yeah, I still got a scar on my hand from it. But you know what? I've got nice memories of that scar. Mm. I look back at it and I think, ah, that's a nice night. Hot potato. Hot potato nice. I know, yeah, I remember that launch. It was super cool. You gave an award to someone. The highest potato award. Yeah, the most prestigious potato there award. And mm. it was awarded to Ashley J. Bourne. And he is a photographer based in Bristol. Um, I guess we were talking about like the hot potato rule book and he's one of the photographers that kind of I approached him with this concept. I gave him the the topic in the environment, but was the subtopic of just bees. So like literally all he had to go by was that was that word. <laughs> And he, I told him that it was a newspaper and I explained what we were doing, but it was his, it was the project and the concept that he came up with afterwards that really just like, it really just, yeah, warmed my heart. And he went to like so much effort. I mean, he bought these, his, yeah, his, he bought these bee, um, bee cost, what are they called? Costumes? Beekeeper, Beekeeper suits. suits. And he went to a university in the middle of the night, like a library of the university, and with some guys and shot this beautiful series. It was really quite like moving stuff, this idea of them having this, the beekeepers meeting of things. I remember they were kind of coordinating what happens on earth and overseeing like the environment. Like a clandestine meeting of beekeepers associations quite yeah I don't even want to go into too much detail because I feel like I feel so strongly about Ashley's reasoning for it that I don't want to I don't want to say anything that's wrong or whatever that is incorrect they were really really beautiful images there was something really contemplative about them it was really funny that the most participative prize because he was late to the launch (laughs) yeah we were like is he gonna turn up and we're just gonna read it so I, I had to message everybody like to let them know about about this, and we, it is a real award, and we will do it the next time. But I definitely created it for him, as in I was so impressed with what he did that mm. I was like, he needs to. There needs to be some Win recognition award, here. Yeah. So I made sure that everybody was coming and everybody knew that there was going to be an award presented, and then I messaged him, being like, "Hey, one of you guys is going to win," um, and he's like, "Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, I think I'll be there. Cool, yeah." And then he was like, <laughs> he just, he didn't think he that was he was going to win it. or anything. like. And then I commissioned my friend um, who has this flower arranging amazing company from Worm London. Her name is Katie. I commissioned her to make the Potato Award. Again, like all this stuff is just an idea that I just don't think I'll ever materialize, but it did. She showed up with this bucket with potatoes and flowers arranged in it. And like she'd written on the front, like this is the most prestigious potato award. And she presented it so beautifully. 
and we were waiting for him all night. And then he eventually arrived and we were like, okay, just coincidentally, now we're going to do this. <laughs> do this um. So then he he came and we presented it and I just couldn't stop laughing because like he's this he's this really cool looking guy. And he came with his friend and and then I was like, and the winner is. And he was like, I don't know what to say. <laughs> like he really didn't know what to say at all because it was the weirdest thing. And Katie is handing him a bouquet of potatoes. Literally, <laughs> a bouquet of potatoes. <laughs> And we printed his one of his images on a big poster and we kind of revealed it and it was all very dramatic and funny. And I was I was kind of I only had like two glasses of wine that entire night, but I was another kind of drunk, I guess. Yeah. Um it was really it's cool though. And I, yeah. I think that thing about kind of madness of like somebody being presented with a bouquet of potatoes <laughs> has been something like the silliness and playfulness of the fact that we're called hot potato gives us a huge amount of freedom yeah like we know ne- you never get to take yourself too seriously or care too much what other people think of you your hot potato like i love that that it's like we get a kind of it's like a sort of license to be free with that sort of thing and i yeah. think that's yeah. it's been a yeah it releases something within us i think yeah definitely and i think like like we were we were kind of discussing earlier obviously with the name hot potato you and you can create a school or you can create a cafe mm. you can also create an award you know you don't need any yeah. you don't need any kind of any stamp of approval before you get to that point you can just create it yourself i think that's something important like what we will be trying to get through to the students in the universities like you don't need to reach a certain point before you decide to do this weird thing yeah you and it gets you it. a lot of like it gets you quite far to be able to be like yeah i made this thing I didn't yeah. I have I've given myself this stamp of approval like this because you've just like made this thing that matters like you can you know you can call yourself the founder of anything fantastic it's funny how that works and like you can be like when you say no I'm gonna go and try and do this and there'll be people that'll be like no it's not, are you sure and then there'll be people that are like oh it's a nice idea you should do it and then when you actually do it for yourself you're there like like for me I very much downplayed the whole entire thing but it is you kind of have given yourself this approval and you should be proud that you've done it and like i definitely hope you guys feel super proud about hot potato because it's so impressive <laughs> start to finish but then what is the story behind the name you know this already. well i know this but like well there's i guess there's a couple of stories behind the name because as time goes on i'm like of course i'm irish i mean a lot of people say that but as in like they're like oh just potato but hot but then <laughs> if, if we work if we work backwards, which we like to do in hot potato, so there's that, I'm Irish. But also my Dutch uncle, when I told him hot potato was the name of my um magazine or my newspaper, he was like, Oh, hot potato in as in like, you know, someone who's really posh and tries to talk about important topics. And I was like, Well I mean no. I've never it's, heard of that different It's a Dutch term, so when uh, you put a hot potato in hot your potato. mouth. Have you ever um, actually tried to talk while you have a hot potato in your mouth and then you try to say something and you sound really posh yeah yeah so he was like cool like that's funny and then another friend of mine texted me only recently saying that hot potato is this game and it is like on wikipedia it's a game where you throw a potato with, with your friends and it's also a hot topic like it's the topic that no one wants to really like you know delve into or that's the response yeah. that i've mostly had about why it's called that about people being but it's, it's like something enough. that you like People, yeah, it's these difficult topics that people are like, I don't want to hold on to it too long, can't talk mm. about it too long, I'll just chuck it elsewhere, I'll give it to someone else. 
but we but hold it. We hold the hot potato and we hold the difficult <laughs> topics. But the real reason is that I was working with Seth, obviously, a few years ago, and we had this big canteen and every now and then they had jacket potatoes. And I had a few friends in this company that used to just, you know, talk about the fact that I was Irish. And every time I came into the room, oh, there's Nisha, how's it going? Oh, leprechauns. <laughs> and I, like really every day, every single day. Like, And I didn't even have that strong an accent. But anyway, um, one of our friends... Kane and I used to have lunch together quite a bit and we went yeah I would want to get a jacket potato except I called them hot potatoes and I would be like Kane do you want to get hot potato for lunch today and then he would be like hot potato hot potato hot potato it's a jacket potato Nisha and I I'm like yeah whatever but like it's also a hot potato it was a big joke and everybody's calling me hot potato and then everybody's calling me little hot potato Irish girl I've got a really important question now what's your take on a microwave jacket potato versus an oven one does the time it saves anywhere near outdo the deliciousness of the crispy skin of an oven potato because i'd go with an oven potato i don't use microwave nisha also does not use a mobile phone (laughs) she communicates via carrier pigeon (gasps) i don't use microwaves (laughs) <laughs> that's a big that's a big you work. definitely have probably eaten off, uh, like a hot potato from a microwave though i'm sure you must have by accident like, if, from if it was from this from our canteen and work that time then but otherwise no they're definitely roasted they're good i grew up with an aga oh if you know what that is but that's wow. where my potatoes came from an oven from the past <laughs> <laughs> So that's where hot potato comes from. It was a joke. And then I was like, then I think Kane, actually, our friend, said, you should call your magazine hot potato. But it, it was works because there's so many different interpretations of it. And I like that we don't fully pin it down up there. That this is why we called it that. Like, this mm. is why Nisha decided to do that. You get yeah, that I think that, that there's it's multifaceted. It makes it mm. interesting because then you can just literally pick the one that you want it to be right. And you can yeah. just be there like, oh, yeah, it's this. It's the, It's a... Uh, Hot issue that we're holding on to and no one else wants to deal exactly. with. Exactly. Or, like, or like, yeah, haha, it was because the potatoes were hot at work or like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. whatever it is. I think that's, that's funny. I'd only heard the that in Ireland the saying is it's a hot potato is a hot issue specific to Ireland. And I was like, it's an Irish <laughs> no, thing. No, it's no, Irish. That is actually incorrect. But that's also hilarious. Yeah. Like, you, think, you think that we all, like, in Ireland, we all just go, have you heard about the hot potato? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or, like, no, no, the way I put it back in my head is that, like, we all sit around, we're like, oh, yeah, yeah, have you heard about this? Oh, yeah, that's a real hot potato. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, like, that's well, you I know what? I think we need to just keep making up more meanings for the word yeah, hot potato. Uh, yeah. We'll just be like, like, be if we, you know, like, mean girls, that's so fetch, but we'll actually make it happen. Mm. Like, I just think, yeah. Start saying something like, that's, yeah, such, that's a hot a, potato. such a hot potato. That mm. I mean, really, like she was yeah. a real hot potato <laughs> in that situation. I, I feel like you guys are going to be in some like much more high profile interviews fairly soon, and you need to be there. Like someone's going to ask something in one day, and you'd be like, "We don't deal with hot potatoes. We're not going to answer hot questions <laughs> on hot potato issues like that." Thank you. Oh my gosh! No, I love this. I love that we that you've just started that now because yeah. this is the next time you talk to us. Whenever that is, we're going to have it as part of our lingo. Yes, yeah. so absolutely, definitely. We just keep reshaping that things, but that's the thing. We just, you know, this gets, we get to turn this into whatever we want it to be, and that's so exciting. Yeah, super refreshing. Obviously, you work with some really cool and interesting people. Um, do they come to you, or are you picking them all out? Again, it's over WhatsApp and Instagram. We'd have to 
go back to that note and I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding I'm not gonna <laughs> Um, yeah i mean we'd be here for like five hours Um, we often share sophie will see someone i'll see someone we just send to the other person it sounds weird but if they pique enough interest one of us will write it down in a relevant place that we'll come back to yeah and then we also have people who come who approach the hot potato instagram or like again a lot of a lot of your friends friends you know we might know someone who we've always wanted to work with and now finally there's a reason or a project that would suit them I think the main thing that's really important is that we're on whatever story it is we're working with the photographer from the beginning to the end that feels really important because there are quite a lot of um, publications where they will take submissions which is a really valid way of working for different publications and I definitely understand the kind of inclination to do that when you're under time and financial pressure it's so great if like a photographer sees their project fitting within your publication and it's already been made and they're just really happy to share it with you and like debut it on your platform but I think because of the specific way that Hot Potato thinks it's been it's never really worked for photographers to come to us with something that's ready made we want yeah. to be involved from the beginning because it is, it's like all of the ideas that come together that make it special in that kind of way. I think what really, really sets you apart is that you have such a clear tone of voice. You almost couldn't put a hot potato image in another magazine without a big explanation about what it was about. Like it doesn't just transfer yeah. to Absolutely. something mainstream. Like it could be in Idea Days or whatever, but it would be like, People would be like, if you turn the page, you'd be like, oh, wait, wait, no, that's what is this? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it's the way you guys operate and talk about issues is so clear, both in a sort of journalism sense and also a visual kind of photographic sense. I think it's really interesting. Mm-hmm. How does the hot potato process compare to like, actually, wait, let's back up a little bit. What's your full time job title? Do you mind saying? Yeah, sure. No, so four days a week. I am. Um assistant photography editor at wallpaper which means i i mean the biggest part of my job is probably production on shoots so i'm your go-to person for like do you need a forklift driver tomorrow with a specific type of license (laughs) i'll find you them bargain catering can do that yeah the, the, the big part of it is production i started off there as intern and just worked like, you know, the team there that I work with, Holly Hay, the photo director, and Olivia Hazeldyne, the photo editor, I've just learned so much from them. They're really fantastic people. You know, I couldn't be doing what I'm doing with Hot Potato now if I hadn't learned from them so much about how to build really positive relationships with photographers. So yeah, I'm really grateful about that. And that's my, like, four days a week. Okay, nice. Also, congratulations on having a really sick job. That sounds really interesting and cool. <laughs> and then how does that compare working with hot potato it's funny because they're perfectly opposite (laughs) in the sense that like yeah wallpaper is this like super slick well-oiled machine the amount of content that gets created in a really strong way every month i'm always in awe of but it's like it follows this like super regular pattern there are really clear processes and stages and different people that things pass through everything's very clearly defined in that way so it's sort of like I feel like I learn all the rules at wallpaper and then so I was able to go to hot potato and know how to break them in exactly the right way while at the same time retaining that kind of thing of keeping really, really good relationships with photographers. But that's also something that's come from my personal practice that because I'm very much a photographer as well, like 
I have my own personal practice that connects with Hot Potato, has an editorial side to it as well for some of the other publications I shoot for. But I'm also really working on just personal projects as well. So there's this like, there are these different hats that I wear and they all help me wear the other hats. And I don't think I could wear any of those hats as well. I wasn't wearing so many, but sometimes I'm a bit tired. You're a multi-hat person. That makes a lot of sense because I think going back to your thing about knowing what the rules are and how to break them is like such, in terms of just being creative in general, in anything, so important, especially if you're coming from somewhere that's like super established like that. I know how to exactly make this not like that but still really great it's been fantastic like that i feel and then how would you describe a hot potato image i'd say off kilter likely it probably won't look like somebody's like you won't be able to look at a hot potato image and be like i know it was shot by that photographer Mm. because the really exciting thing is when photographers make work that's that step outside their normal practice i think it can be kind of a shame sometimes and maybe a little bit you know like when when somebody go if you go to a photographer and you're like can you do this thing you've done before we really like that I mean obviously it's a compliment and it's really like it's really great when you can like share references of a photographer's work being like can you merge this with this um because I'll never like go to a photographer with another photographer's work and be like this is our mood board of this. <laughs> it's like a shitty thing to yeah. do. Like, I get that that's... Um, I was comparing that earlier to being, like, your, like, current partner saying to you, like, my ex did this. Can you do it like that? Yeah. Can you be a bit more like that? Like, yeah. you would just be like, fuck you, go be back with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and photographers, it's like, we feel the same. It's, well, why aren't you commissioning them? Um. So, yeah, I guess it's just... It needs to feel that step outside the photographer's work and off kilter. Maybe weird, maybe a bit gross sometimes too. But relevant to now, it's got to feel relevant to now. Now as in current climate in the world. Yeah, Yeah, current climate in the world, tying it to news in that sense. Like, it'd be hard for us to work with a photographer who didn't read the news. But you know, everybody yeah, does. Also, it's interesting because we have worked with photographers who haven't read the news, and that's an interesting outcome. And then I turn yeah, into we like shape it in a different way. Misha teacher, and I'm like, this is great. This is <laughs> a great opportunity for you to. I guess I just really find it super rewarding seeing something produced from start to finish because I get such a buzz from that in my personal work, like getting to share that with another photographer. And with Nisha involved with her ideas and is like such a great thing. It's like you get to make this like miniature project. Yeah, normally like photographers, we can spend like two years, 10 years on a project. And you get to do something that's outside everybody's comfort zone in one shoot and see that born from start to finish. And I love the high and the rush of that, the risk and the buzz when it's done, it's good. But yeah, that's something that I love across both. Your horizon, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's great. And then again, they really appreciate it at the end. They're like, Thank you. But that can be a difficult thing because you know, the creative industries is a real bubble. Like, a lot of people get God, surprised yeah. when right wing politicians are elected. Yeah. It's like, well, that's just because you've got loads of like lefty liberal people. fashion friends, yeah, exactly. So, what you know, did you really think that everybody in the UK was like that? What was it like going from your idea to your launch? I didn't think about hot potato as being this thing ever. I never thought about it as being 
a newspaper that would be sold and that I'd be a publisher. Like I didn't know anything about the world of publishing. So I just came up with the idea and then I was like, I'm going to have lunch. And then my friends came and we had like a little party. And it was just like a little gathering to just look at the magazine. I just, I don't know how to explain it because I really didn't expect any shop to want it, anyone to want to contribute again. I thought it was just the weirdest thing anybody's ever seen. And I just thought I was going to be left with a thousand copies. Okay, not a thousand, but a couple of hundred copies myself. But then they were all gone and that was it. Now I have like one hanging on for dear life of the first issue. Do you have one? Yeah, we both have like one copy that we bring to meetings and say, sorry, you can't keep it, but please have a look at it and send you a PDF. Can you talk anything about like upcoming projects? Obviously, you've mentioned issue three. Fingers crossed for summer for that. Is there anything else you want to... So we've got like hot potato, obviously, in schools now, which is huge. And mm. we're going to be working really hard on that, developing those modules and probably, I mean, expanding them like outside of the UK. International hot potatoes. Hot potatoes. As far as we're we can possibly go, <laughs> again, like another fake it till you make it kind of thing. We just have a kind of, we, we realise that hot potato sells really well in France. So I just, I don't know, like French people read a bit more. They're still into like newsprint and... And do you do a French issue? We translate the newspaper into French. Okay. Yeah, because in, the fa- in fashion, I just spent a lot of time there, like at the beginning of my career in fashion. So yeah, I've lo- like a few friends and that's why we, we had the home first. But then we realised it sells really well. We may as well, you know, make the just kind of gather more kind of contributors and people who might be interested and they don't necessarily have to just work on the French topic but they can work on other other topics as well and the campaign and stuff so um so yeah we've spent quite a bit of time there and it will probably yeah I think there'll, there'll be more um French contributors to this issue yeah which is exciting because that makes sense with the fact that it's translated into French you know it's changed the tone so far it's changed yeah. the tone in a funny way but you'll see yeah and then do you want to say where people can buy... Is there any of Issue 2 left? No, it's all sold out. Issue 2, there's some... I think there's some left in OFR Paris. Okay. And um, Which is a big bookshop there. And I think that Mad Cultures in London have some still. Do you want to, like, plug anything? Say where people can follow you or Hot Potato? Like, we as are, a final kind of sign-off message. We are Sophie and Nisha from... <laughs> <laughs> what was your jingle? It's New News. Oh, yeah, it's gone from me now. I've got to work on my jingling scale. I'll just cut it out and put it in. New yeah. news for the hot potato. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like, like I remembered it. But yeah, Hot Potato News is our Instagram, Hot Potato News. And then you can stalk all of the followers and find Sophie Gladstone, photo yeah, editor. At and just, Sophie Gladstone. And follow her because she's an amazing photographer as well. Thanks, okay. Nisha. When the new issue comes out, where is it available to buy? Uh, the same places, although we have been thinking recently that we might bring it back online a bit more. Because so you're going to sell it yourself? Probably. But if we, if we can manage to do that, like it's a tough job because you have to. But it, it did really well online. like, And I could see mm. all of the different places in the world that it was going to. Yeah, that was such an exciting thing. Being like, oh, I went to this weird city I mean, that we've never heard yeah. of. And all over on the other side of the world, that was... So exciting, and I also think, and also by default, the fact that it's newspaper, if a lot of people have flicked through it, 
doesn't look quite so delicious anymore. We'd yeah. rather send you mm, like your perfect fresh one. copy. And obviously the you know the the shops take fifty uh, percent or whatever, which is fine. Like they're doing their job, but yeah. we obviously don't make any men, any money from this. Yeah. And yeah, so I mean, up through our website, all major international cities go and check it out. It has us. If you if you go like this, you can still be heard. <laughs> yeah. One day he'll leak what we said. Oh my god! Yeah, I'm gonna have the master tapes, and I'll be there like shit. Like, I, need and to, then... I need to make a quick 10k off the Daily Mail. So oh my god. you're gonna like you're gonna like um, you're gonna repeat the sound of the wine going into the glass. Like, <laughs> just make that like really good. And you'll be there like who are our stockers together? <laughs> just be there, like, just me <laughs> singing about the news in the background completely <laughs> on like quiet. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was perfect. Thank you guys so much. Thank you so much, Seth. Thank you for having us. Wonderful, wonderful guests. Thank you. Um, yeah, cool. Let me go get a quick drink after this. Yeah. Is there a place around here? If you like room in this place. Thanks to Nisha and Sophie from Hot Potato for coming in and taking the time. You can check them on Instagram or Good Magazine Shops Worldwide at Hot Potato News. Thanks to you for listening. Hope has brought you some alleviation from the stay-at-home boredom. There's more 502 Radio podcasts available in your feed on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you may care to get your podcasts. 502 Bag Gateway Issue 2 in print is available now through the link in our bio. Got a whole bunch of great stuff in it. From interviews with the founders of Nanamika and Universal Works, to profiles on Vienna as a creative city, the artist Benedict Radcliffe. We chatted to the guys from Mindful Eyewear Company, District Vision, and we did a global creative survey of not quite new and up and coming, but not quite established brands either. Definitely worth checking out. Thank you for listening. This has been a 502 Media Production.